It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I am the god of game fire, Todd Mitchell. Todd Mitchell. In the K-Fire Cafe, Governor Doug Burgum due to speak about uh, 3.30 or so tomorrow. We'll have that for you. And football coming up on Friday. Playoff action. Bismarck West Fargo, 3.45 your time. And then Century Fargo Shanley, 6.45. And the Western North Dakota iHeart Sports Network right here on K-Fire 550. Pat Lospike, North Dakota Game and Fish, how are you? I'm doing great, Todd. How much so? Well, dude, uh, Gully did very well for you last week. He even was uh, prepared with a, a response for Crazy Bob, who didn't call in, but Greg gave us his own uh, sort of Crazy Bob moment to make sure the oh, show yeah. was complete. So, yeah, so he, he came That's prepared. Right. All right. 701 258 0550 or you can text into 701-226-8503 any of the above will work Did you figure out what you're going as for halloween haven't decided yet do you wear the the covid mask over the darth vader mask or under it which how does that work probably be best under under it okay didn't know what the yeah. etiquette is on that because if it's over no, it, then everybody me. sees you're wearing the mask so right Right. But just so I want to make sure I got that right before I went out and started getting. No, I'm not going trick or treating. I'm just. <laughs> I'm not about to do that. <laughs> Pat's got a special guest with him today. Yeah, I do. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had Charlie Bonson, and he's our, our veterinarian uh, wildlife biologist. And uh, we had so many calls uh, in that day that we just didn't get around to all the topics that we thought we probably should try to cover before the the deer gun season opened up. So. I was able to bring uh, uh, Charlie in today again, and so we can kind of finish up what we kind of started here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, thanks. Good to be here. But yeah, we uh, you know we we had some some of the tops we talked about EHD and and some other things, and and then all the phone calls came in. But uh, you know we we've got a situation in our state, as many other states and some Canadian provinces have, is. Uh, dealing with uh, chronic waste disease, CWD, as is well known. Um, and, and Charlie's, I guess I wanted him to kind of uh, give a little uh, uh, update on, on the status of, of CWD in our state right now. And uh, with the upcoming uh, deer hunting season, uh, there's always a big effort to get uh, collect deer heads so that we can do some testing. And uh, But Charlie's going to first give us an update on, on the status of CWD in North Dakota. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Um yeah, chronic waste and disease, we, we first started finding positive deer down in 3F2 in about 2009, 2010, um, and it really stayed that way for quite a while, um, but then unfortunately in 2018, we found a, our first positive um, up in Divide County, Unit 3A1, and, and since then we've found it in Units 3B1 and 4B as well. Um, 
And so at this point, um, you know, we do have some kind of special regulations in place to try to keep CWD where we have it um, and try to keep the overall infection rates low. You know, overall, um, you know, if, if we can keep it in just a few deer, um, then we'll be okay. The, the big concern is if it were to become really common in our deer population, that's really when we're going to start to observe some um, some pretty some pretty big effects on the population. Um, you know, you're, you're right to say that this year, like every year, we're doing uh, surveillance for CWD. Um, we did kind of pare it down a bit so we could kind of prioritize personnel and resources given the current situation. Um, so uh, Northwest units and, and Southwest units are on the docket this year. Um, units 3A1, 3A2, 3A3, 3B1, 4A, B, and C um, in the Northwest. And then in the Southwest, it's units 3E1, 3F2, 3E1, and 3F1, and then 3C west of the Missouri River. Um, you know, uh, guys, gals who are hunting in there, if you if you harvest a deer, uh, we really ask that you consider um, submitting that that head for for sampling. Um, you know, this the surveillance that we do is a really important way for us to see where we have CWD. Um, you know, if it's spreading, if our management. Um, approach is working and, and also importantly um, you know it's an important way for us to see where CWD is potentially not spread to yet um, but in order to know that we we have to test a lot of heads and, and we depend heavily on on hunters to, to get those samples right and and we've got some a lot of different places in which hunters if they want to drop off their heads to, to be tested uh, there's a whole list if, if hunters want to go onto our website there's a whole list of the different towns. A lot of times they're either butcher shops or they're uh, taxidermies, uh, places where you can, uh, you might be going there anyway and try to make it convenient as we can for hunters if they want to uh, participate and help test the, the animals. Uh, a lot of places that they can, they can drop them off. And again, it's, it's on our website and, um, you can kind of check that to see, uh, what would be most convenient for you as far as uh, to deposit your head and so uh, the deer's head. So it's like I say, it's an important study. This research that we're going on uh, that's always probably ongoing, I guess, is uh, just to keep monitoring that population and uh, to see where it's not and where it is, basically what we're trying to find out with that. And uh, it's not as hard as you think. If a person wants to uh, donate their deer head to to get tested. uh, uh, And the other thing I guess we should talk about too is, uh, you know, as far as the transportation of, of uh, deer that are that are uh, shot in these different hunting units out there, as far as uh, what can be transported out, and, and Charlie, why don't you talk about that? Sure, yeah. So we know that, um, you know, one potential way to spread this disease is by moving uh, kind of these high-risk carcass parts to new areas and you know, unknowingly uh, putting those out on the landscape, that can be a source of infection for quite a while. And so in order to prevent that, um, there's a number of units where if you harvest an animal in that unit, um, the high-risk carcass parts can't come out of that. So that generally means the spinal column, the brain, the soft tissues associated with the head. Um, you know, so there's a uh, quite a bit that goes into that. Um, and, and first and foremost, it, it means that you got to kind of plan ahead and, and figure out how you're going to comply with this regulation. Um, you know, in 3F2, it's it's fairly straightforward. It's, um, you know, you got to plan to remove that stuff before you haul the 
that head out. If you choose to haul that head out, um, you know, quarter out the carcass, leave the head in the field if you choose, or, or get that head into one of our collection sites. Um, if you're going to um, opt for a, for a taxidermist or a meat locker, um, it usually works best to try to find somebody in that unit. Um, you know, in the Northwest, actually, we have uh, four units where these transportation restrictions are in place, 3A1, 3B1, 4B, and 4C. Those all um, are, are units where you can't move out of that area. Uh, but the one caveat is that you can move these, uh, you know, an intact carcass between those units. And so if you were to harvest, you know, a deer in, in Crosby, North Dakota, for example, which is in, you know, the far northwest corner, 3A1, um, you potentially could, as long as you stay within these units, uh, transport that down to Belfield, for example, in the southern part of 4C, um, and, uh, you know, use a, a taxidermist or, um, you know, somebody in that location. Um, one other thing to, to note is that any city that, uh, that has a border along these units is considered within that unit. And so, um, you know, for example, Elgin, um, you know, if there was a particular drop-off site, north of the highway, um, which is the boundary for 3F2, um, as long as you stay within city limits, um, you know, you can uh, choose to use that place. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else uh, would go into that. But, but yeah, overall, I uh, realize that, that that's going to that's gonna require a little more um, planning and, you know, for some people, some inconvenience and for some people, some, some major sacrifice. But, but ultimately, it's an important step to try to keep this this disease where it is, and so we really appreciate everybody's willingness to, uh, you know, do their best to comply with the regulation. Another question or, that we often get is how clean is is clean enough? And um, you know, generally speaking, you can look for some language on our website about you know that specifies what needs to be removed. But if you have questions about how to overall comply with that regulation, it, it usually works best to just contact. Uh, the warden in the area, and they can kind of um, talk through what their expectation is for uh, making sure that, that that skull is clean enough to leave the unit. So, mm -hmm. and, and if a hunter would, uh, Charlie, if a hunter would bring in a head and, and uh, leave it at one of our uh, places that, that they can donate them, uh, do they find out uh, if one is tested, yeah. the results of that? Yeah, great question. Um, Yep. So, if you know, if you were to drop off the head at one of our collection sites, uh, we do provide the results of CWD testing um, for that deer. It for all lottery licenses, you can access those results by going online and clicking on, um, I believe it's additional info associated with that license, and you'll see a test result. Um, this year, also for those lottery licenses, you'll see an age estimate. And so, guys who are kind of curious about uh, how old their animal is can can see you know what the rough uh, estimate is on that so that might be kind of an additional um, you know hopefully reason to to get you to drop off a head um, it's a little bit weird through our licensing system if you were to happen to buy one of those first come first serve licenses that were available uh, those results will be provided via email so make sure you've got the right email um, but ultimately we hope to get these these results back in three weeks. Of course, you know, it's anybody's guess what sort of delays might spring up. Um, and so, you know, be patient, but but we'll try to get you an answer as soon as we can. Right. Right. And um, and they can't use, they can't bring fawns, but they can bring any adult deer. Yeah. Uh, anything from a yearling to on up. 
right? Yep. Great question. Yep. So fawns are, you know, headshot deer we can't really test. Um, that being said, if, if you're unsure of the condition of that animal or, you know, if you're not quite sure how old that animal is, go ahead and still drop it in a collection site and we can take a look and, um, and let you know one way or the other. Um, so, yeah, that's a great thing to bring up. All right. And I know, uh, you know, kind of traditionally in North Dakota, a lot of a lot of hunters like to bring the whole animal out of the field, and they like to take it home. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, the way the CWD units work is it's probably best to quarter out your animal, and you can easily do that in the field. Uh, there's a lot of places you can look to learn how to do that. Uh, you, you can go to YouTube and find out how to. Uh, 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 field butcher or quarter out your deer in the field. It's actually is not as hard as you think. It's, it's actually fairly easy. That's kind of what I've been doing now for the last uh, number of years. Is just uh, quartering out right in the field. And and uh, um, so once you you've done it, it's not so hard. And if you got a second person there, it's really easy. So um, anyway, go onto the YouTube websites there and uh, uh, find out how to uh, field uh, butcher. Uh, take the cores off your deer out in the field. And that's, that's really some great help on that. Yeah, that that is one comment. You know, it's it's kind of a shift in how we do things. But um, boy, I talked to a lot of guys who who say that once they make that switch to to quartering out a carcass, it's hard for them to to go back to just gutting a deer because um, it's really a you know a quick, efficient, um, and clean way to to get that meat off the carcass. So so yeah, I'd, I'd echo what what you said. It's uh, a little bit of research up front and. Um, and yeah, you'll, you'll do well. Yep. And, and if you've got the opportunity to go with a, with another hunter partner that has done it before in the field, uh, it's, it's really easy. And uh, I've, I've taught a number of people over the years, uh, how to do that. And, uh, especially if that hunter has done some big game hunting, uh, in the mountains, uh, uh, horseback type hunts or whatever. I mean, that's the way, the only way the animals come out. And, uh, so it's, again, it's, it's not as hard as you think and, and, um, try to get that, that uh, education, schooling, and how to how to do that uh, before you head out this year and, and uh, get in the, in the field hunting. All right, seven zero one two five eight zero five fifty one eight hundred two two eight zero five fifty. Thanks for the call. You're in the Cape Iron Cafe with North Dakota Game and Fish. Hi there. Hey, I got a question on your crow season. Um, in the bow season, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, yes go ahead. Okay. How do you tell the difference between a crow and a raven in North Dakota? A crow and a raven. Um, well, raven, I don't know. I guess uh, I've seen them in the mountains in some western states. Uh, we don't have much for ravens here. Maybe we do a few of them, but it's mostly crows in, in North Dakota. And the uh, uh, raven seems like it, it, it's... Uh, Oh, kind of a, a, a blockier bird than than the, than a crow, I guess. Uh, and and the sound that they make uh, is is different than than a crow. So, okay, I guess. Uh, uh, but you guys wouldn't consider a raven a crow in North Dakota. Would we consider a raven a crow? Um, you know, I, I couldn't tell you that for sure. It is a separate species, and I guess just like anything else, you need to know the difference. Uh, no, you know, no matter if it's a, you know, if a duck, you know, duck species, whatever, before you pull a trigger on it, I guess. You got to know. Okay. That's what my question was. Thank you, sir. 
All right, thanks for the call. 701-258-0550. You're in the Cape Iron Cafe. Hello there. Hello there. Hey, I got a buck tag for downing at Unit 3F2, and if it's that big 32-point buck and I want to put him on the wall, how do you... What do you do where you don't do not turn in the head? Right. Yeah. Great question. Um, so there's a couple. You have a couple of options, and, and first and foremost, plan ahead. Um, you know, so you can uh, find a taxidermist that's in one of those cities along there who can. You know, you take your business there. Alternatively, you can cape out and skull cap that um, that buck, that 32-point buck down in 3F2, and and really that's what the taxidermist uses to to mount that thing anyway. Um, and so you know, visit with a taxidermist or um, kind of familiarize yourself with how to do that in the field, and um, and ultimately you know you can you can take that material, the material that's needed out of the unit, um, and also comply with the um, the the transportation restriction. And actually, you know, we really, we do partner with quite a few taxidermists who, um, you know, once they get the head, they, they cape it out, they skull cap it. And then what's remaining that, that actual, you know, head that has the hide removed, um, they actually help us out and, and, um, and we pick it up from them and and it can still test it. And so, um, you know, you're, you're able to test and get it mounted. It, it actually works out pretty well. Um, but, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, plan ahead. Check with some tax terms down there, and, um, and you can make it work. 701-258-0550. Thank you for holding on. You're in the Cape Iron Cafe. Hi there. Hi. See, I just had a, a comment for uh, uh, the Game and Fishing and all the, the hunters listening, I guess. Um, I uh, am a hunter and also a landowner in 3F2. And um, for the guys that are uh, quartering their deer and just leaving them way um you know, on the landowners, that can be kind of a a mess for us to, to have to deal with. And uh, also, if there's livestock in the area, um, they tend to mull around it and uh, uh, make a mess of it. So, that's actually, I'm really glad you brought that up. And, um, you know, that is a, a, a comment that we've received a little bit. And, um, and so, you know, first, absolutely be cognizant of the fact that, you know, you're hunting on probably private land and you need to respect, um, you know, the owner. And so, you know, don't, don't leave it out in the open, put it in a place where it's appropriate. Um, but also we do have a couple of carcass disposal sites along 3F2 especially. Um, you know, the best place for that, that material to end up is in a landfill. And um, in 3F2 where there aren't landfills available, uh, we have two dump trailers um, one is about seven miles east of Flasher, and then the other one is south of New Leipzig, about 11 to 12 miles. Um, and so all that material can end up in one of those um, those dumpsters. You'll see signage along the highway, um, and we'll dispose of it appropriately. Um, 
seems like there's something I was going to say along with that. But but anyway, yeah, I appreciate that comment and um, and yeah, definitely try to be respectful. What I was going to say is, uh, you know, with these sites, though, uh, please also keep in mind that that's uh, a place that we need to keep clean. And so, you know, we ask that you don't actually do the butchering right there. You know, don't don't leave garbage out. Just be respectful, like you would anywhere. And um, hopefully, everybody can can stay happy with that. So thanks for that call. Thank you. Pat Lawspike and Charlie Bodson here on the Cape Fire Cafe, North Dakota Game and Fish, 701 258 0550. 1 800 228 It's 429. More coming up in the Cape Fire Cafe. We're the Fire Cafe. It's 48. And you're on at 701 258 0550 in the Cape Fire Cafe with Game and Fish. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I just was curious if your your deer or whatever it is that you send in to test, if that tests positive, does that mean the uh, uh, the meat has to be thrown away? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, we defer to the public health experts. They say that um, you know you should not eat meat from a animal that tests positive. Um, ultimately, you know, current evidence indicates that. Um, you know, the risk to humans is extremely low. Nobody's ever been sick from that that we know of, but um, but that's the recommendation. And, and ultimately, uh, it's your decision. We try to just relay what information we can and, and let you decide. Um, you know, if you decide to uh, to not eat it, then uh, we'll send somebody and, and come pick it up and dispose of it appropriately. But uh, we do have, you know, a good number of, of folks who kind of, are put in that situation and they end up deciding to um, to go ahead and, and eat the meat anyway. All right, thank you. All right, thanks for the call. 701-258-0550 here on the Cape Fire Cafe. Hello there. Hello? Hello there. Uh, I got a question about trapping. Uh, if there's a slough that's right off the road and it's on the line, am I able to get on that without permission to trap muskrats? If it's right off the road, by where? Yeah, like, if I can get onto the ice without touching the posted land, would I have to have permission to trap that through then? I would or? say you would, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. I would say you would for, for that. Thank you. All right. Thanks, yep. thanks for the call. Cool. Lines open at 701-258-0550, or you can text it. 701-226-8503. Charlie Bonds and on with Pat Lospike from North Dakota Game and Fish. Guys, anything else? Um, well, I think, uh, yeah, just to echo with uh, chronic wasting disease, um, you know, as you're going into the season, um, you know, we appreciate uh, hunters considering submitting heads for testing. It's a really important uh, way for us to monitor this disease, and, and we appreciate the the effort that it takes to comply with those regulations if you're hunting in one of these positive units. But, um, you know, if you have further um, questions, we have a lot of information on our webpage, uh, gf.nd.gov slash cwd will we'll get you there. Um, otherwise, you know, feel free to call your local warden or, or uh, the main office here, and we're happy to um, talk through everything to make sure that you're, uh, you understand what you need to understand and you're, you're ready to go into the field. All right. Fantastic. 701-258-0550. Thanks for the call. You're in the K-Fire Cafe. Hello there. Hi. 
couple questions for Pat. Minimum number of acres owned or rented to get a gratis tag for deer? Uh, I believe it's, it's, it's 156. Okay. And they, that was a change in the legislature here uh, not too long ago just because of the fact that uh, uh, that the law before would need 160 acres. Well, then uh, sometimes uh, a landowner's uh, property, because of a major road that's going through their property, uh, they've, they've lost a few acres uh, because of that road. And so uh, they've actually reduced it several acres so that uh, those, those landowners would now be eligible to get one. Okay. My second question is, is it legal to drive off the road and hunt upland game? Uh, are you talking on private land or uh, uh, public land? Which, any, which kind of property? Any, any land. Public, you weren't allowed. Uh, I know on on the on the state school land or, or that that state land there, that that property you cannot. Uh, you cannot on on wildlife management areas. And Forest Service, it's got to be an established two track trail uh, to to drive on those. Okay. Well, and, private. And, uh, uh, in private land, uh, you, you, you cannot. Um, uh, now, you can if you're retrieving a big game animal and you had permission from the landowner, you could do that. I'm talking upland game. Right. And, uh, yeah, upland game, I, I'm not quite sure on, uh, but I can find that out here real quick. Uh, reading the proclamation, it, it does say, and I was just wondering if you, if you could drive and flush the game, or how how that would work. It does no. say you can drive no. on off trail. Well, right. Now, if you're let's say if you're setting decoys, waterfall hunting, that's not a problem to drive off trail with a decoy trailer or whatever to set up in a field. Right. Uh, I mean, that's that's a pretty common thing. Uh, but for upland right. game. Um, yeah, we're checking that right now. Yeah, it's illegal to fish game. Good. Yeah, yep. yeah, you cannot. Yeah, you cannot use any kind of device like that to uh, to flush game. You can't use any motorized vehicle, and that's ATV, snowmobile, whatever. Okay. All right. Sounds like a plan. Um, okay. Another question: that You're uh, you're riding a snowmobile and happen to have a gun with you, and you and a coyote gets up. Can you stop and shoot it if you're, let's say, driving in the ditch, for instance, or yeah. you're not off of a yeah. road? Yeah, that, that is allowable for fur bearers, uh, but the the, uh, the motor vehicle, no matter if it's a UTV, ATV, snowmobile, pickup, uh, has to be stationary, and you can shoot from okay. it. That is allowed okay. for fur bearers. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Pat. All right. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, Game and Fish, and you at 1-800-228-0550 in the K-Fire Cafe. Hello there. Oh, jeez. I walked right into that one. That's for the guy for last week you had on there. Yeah, Gully missed your call there, Bob. And, and he, 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 I know he's listening. In all probability. Yes. But anyway, I got something that I seen today. 
I went to mine it, and out here north, where 83 goes north of mine it, comes up to Highway 5, and into the east a mile and a half, the biggest goddamn, uh, I can't even think of the name now, uh, it's a black bird with a red, black, white head. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, Absent-minded thing. Uh, huge Black one. Bird with a white head. Yeah. How how big was the bird? Oh, huge. Well, it could be a golden eagle. Bald eagle. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, it is. Bald eagle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen a few of them, but never in that area. Well, it's one thing. Uh, this time of year, a lot of those big raptors are are migrating. And yeah. so you might see some things you typically don't see during the summer because they are migrating through. Yeah, but and, uh, and, and they, uh, bald they eagles get... are, are known good predators on waterfowl, and that's they're probably uh, they're probably uh, hanging around all the waterfowl that's migrating right now. Well, there's no water around that area. I, th- I thought maybe it's picking on a roadkill deer or something, but uh, uh, I didn't see that out there either. I think you're yeah, well, probably yeah. resting. Right. Yeah, well, they they can scavenge, <laughs> but, scavenge too, but uh they're but, they're very good predators and yeah, they they usually stick. I mean, we've had uh I think four or five of them down here 6 miles south and into the west a few miles. There's been four or five in there a few years ago, you know, so whatever. But uh you know, I was talking to some of the senators and uh stuff if our that guy that's Biden, he's running for president. I heard that he was going to build a wall fence around where them deer are at that are got the disease. They're going to put a fence out there so they can't get over on our healthy ones, and our healthy ones can't get over there. Okay, this is someone local that's doing this. No, 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 no. That's what Biden's going to do if he gets in. Oh, okay. Okay, now I'm tracking that. <laughs> okay. Pat, come on. Keep up with us here. Yeah. I started Pat, <laughs> Pat Northern Pike. <laughs> yeah, he's building the wall. <laughs> okay. All anyway, right. We're, we're all alert up here yet. Good. So we're we're well, staying alive. Well, good to know there, Bob. Yes. All right. Well, okay. pre- appreciate well, the call. Pat may we'll, not appreciate it, but I do. We'll leave it like this year, then. Okay, go ahead. Bye. There you go. Proud almost 50-some-odd-year tradition here. Crazy Bob at the K-Fire Cafe. 701-258-0550. You're on K-Fire 550. Thanks for the call. Hey, I had a question for Pat in regards to the gratis tag. Is that 156 acres continuous, or can that be in different sections and different plots? Um, I believe it's. Um, it, it can be like 80 acres here, and uh, you know, it can be broke up like that as long as it's 160 or okay. 156. Perfect. Okay, that's all I was wondering. 
All right. Thanks for the call. Text her at 701-226-8503. Can you shoot a coyote after flushing it with a snowmobile as long as the snowmobile is stationary? That is, yes, you can. Okay. That is, that, that is allowed, yep. Okay. I don't have any more questions at this point. Do you guys have any more you want to make sure to cover? Well, we should talk about a little bit that, uh, you know, EHD, uh, our department here has come out with a press releases that, uh, that we've had some EHD uh, die off here. And, and uh, well, Charlie can talk about that, I guess, a little bit and, and, and tell you what, what we're offering up to, the, to those hunters. Yeah, so it, it ended up being a fairly bad year for EHD, unfortunately. Um, you know, the good news is that with this cold weather that came in last week, it, the outbreak is really over. But, um, you know, we did receive reports of some localized mortality in white-tailed deer, um, you know, primarily uh, south and, and west of the Missouri River. Um, and so most of those units, uh, not all of them, but most of them, if, if you have a white-tailed deer, you can um, – you know, opt to return that license for a refund. Um, I believe the deadline for that, uh, it needs to be postmarked. You just mail it back, but it needs to be postmarked by November 4th. Um, but really, ultimately, before doing so, uh, really encourage folks to uh, do a little scouting, you know, talk to folks in the area where you plan to hunt, and, and really try to get a, a sense of what the picture is, uh, because our, our reports indicated that that it was super spotty you know um you know maybe one drainage would have a number of deer dead but the next drainage over there wasn't much of an effect at all um and so you know across the landscape it's kind of too early to tell um if there was you know large-scale impacts to the population uh but but certainly on a small scale uh you know there may be some that will feel feel the effects but um but overall that's why we're, we're offering this for for whitetail deer license holders um, to uh, return their license. So it le- looks like actually it's November 5th. It needs to be uh, postmarked by. But did you have anything to add on that, Pat? Uh, well, just that uh, it would be a good idea to, uh, if you know the landowners or some people who live in the deer unit that you hunt, uh, to make some calls ahead of time and, and kind of do a little research to see uh, whether uh, there is there's a, a real effect on, on the white hills in the area that you like to hunt. Yeah, and if there isn't, well, then I would definitely plan on uh, doing the hunt. And if you do find out that there maybe was uh, a few more animals that, that, that died that you feel comfortable with and want to get a refund, well, at least we're offering that uh, to those uh, licensed hunters right now. And the thing is, when if you do turn back your license, uh, you do not lose your, your bonus points. You'll, they'll also get reinstated. Uh, so that's the good thing about that. North Dakota Game and Fish on Wednesdays, the Cape Iron Cafe, Pat Lospike, and special guest Charlie Bonson. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Todd. All righty. Don't forget, you can find out more gf.nd.gov as well. 452, 5 o'clock report coming up. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.